0: This is Karen. This is the Woman Inspired Podcast, and I'm the Woman Inspired. I'm really glad you joined me. This podcast is here to share insights, scripture, discernment, laughter, a whole lot of other things, whatever it is that God puts on my heart with you and anybody else you want to share this with. So I would appreciate it if you share it. And if you're wondering, hmm, who is this lady? Where's she come from? And what's going on, you can go on out to my website at womaninspired.com. That's W-O-M-A-N inspired dot com. All of the info is there. My social media links, info about this podcast and the other podcast I do called Inspired Whispers. So if you hop on out there after we're done here, that would be great. Today's episode is titled Weed That Feed. Now, it is a remix, remake upgrade of one I did several years ago, but it's something that's really been on my heart. So I have some pod quotes for you though. These are quotes I start out with. I have several this time ready. If you're not hungry for God, you're probably full of yourself. I don't know who said that, although I'm repeating it, but I would like to add, you could also be hungry for, for not hungry for God because you filled yourself up with too many other things. All right. Here's another one. Leonard Ravenhill. A man may study because his brain is hungry for knowledge, even Bible knowledge, but he prays because his soul is hungry for God. And this is Johnny Eric Tottison. To hunger is to be human, but to hunger for God is to feed on him. Hunger and thirst after his righteousness and feed on him in your heart. Taste and see that the Lord is good. It is he who will fill you to satisfaction. And I have one more by John Piper. The greatest adversary of love to God is not his enemies, but his gifts. And the most deadly appetites are not for the poison of evil, but for the simple pleasures of earth. For when those replace an appetite for God himself, the idolatry is scarcely recognizable and almost incurable. (sighs) Yeah, that's right. When we desire things of this earth more, it can creep right in. It's a slow, gradual fade into... Uh, total enamored attitude and heart for the world and things of this world above God. Yeah, it's insidious, kind of like weeds. <laughs> Although I'm not going to talk about really weeds. Um, today's episode is titled Weed and Feed, and it sounds like the beginnings of an article on how to get rid of the pesky cattle grass and clover and weeds in your yard and fertilizing the grass at the same time. <laughs> Or maybe I sound like an ad you've seen on uh, in between home improvement shows on TV. But the kind of weeding and feeding I'm talking about today has not a thing to do with yard work. So sit back, relax, and know that I'm not pressuring you to get out in the yard and cut your grass. I'm not going to discuss fescue dandelions and bluegrass with you, I promise. <laughs> Uh, Not in this episode anyhow. All right. So the other day I was finishing up some quiet time. And when I do that, I typically turn on my TV to stream some worship music, most commonly through YouTube. It's kind of my favorite way to pick and choose some worship. and, And it comes in crystal clear that way. So as I was sitting and waiting for the song mix, I chose to load a five second commercial came on for some app that you can load to your television to be able to screen things from your Instagram feed right onto your TV. The tagline for the commercial was, what are you feeding yourself? And then in the worship mix, a a song called Hungry Falling on My Knees came up. And that washed over me in that moment. And it was like, it, it had been quite some time since I felt super hungry for God's word. I mean, I've been feeling it quite a bit lately, but I went through a good several months last year uh, where I, I didn't, uh, I didn't hunger for his, his word as much as I should have or worship or for the presence of the Holy Spirit. You know, even if you're sold out and like in this life, totally sold out and on this journey with Jesus on a day-to-day basis, you know, where you're, you know, he's, he's, he's who you turn to every single day. You should still desire God and desire to be in his will to know him and, and know his will for your life even more. But sometimes we take it for granted and we just kind of go gliding along and we're at this kind of Christian status quo. But it seems that sometimes we know we're walking with him and then we forget the core basics of what it takes to stay with him on this journey, Like, which means communicate with him first and foremost, or we get lax in our attitude and mindset and we can easily be led to a place where we take our blessings for granted, where we take that communication with God for granted until we get to a place of desperation. And I definitely got to that place for a little while last year. And, and I know better. Heck, I, I've written things on it. I've spoken on it. I know better, but I'm still human. Last I checked. Yeah, I'm still human. Um, so, but in Christian speak, that means we should consistently be hungry for more more of whatever that God has for us. Prayer, his word, worship, and however he leads us in this life, we should desire to be fed by him and not the world. We should desire to be hungry for life-sustaining, nurturing spiritual food that helps us grow and keeps us spiritually nourished and nurtured, not shrinking back and not just eating junk so sometimes when we get down or life seems dull and monotonous or or we get lazy then we allow ourselves to get used to feeding on things that we shouldn't or things we fill ourselves with in lieu of God so instead of just feeding a little bit on the bad stuff and having some God on the side sometimes we actually get to the point where we fill ourselves with stuff completely entirely instead of God. We can lose this hunger for God and all that he has for us. Why? Because sometimes we allow ourselves to get filled with that junk. And for a while last year, like I said, that's what I did. I fed myself with junk because just frankly, it was easier. It was a little bit of that spiritual laziness. And if I kept filling myself, then I wouldn't have to feel those spiritual hunger pains that I was feeling. I lost that feeling of hunger for God because I hadn't been watching that kind of stuff that I was feeding myself with. I put feed into my system that I shouldn't have. You know, when you go out and you, you, if you're on a farm and you feed chickens or you have feed for cattle or you have feed for horses, you have to be very particular about what you give them to help sustain them, nurture them, help them to be healthy. It's the same thing with us, not just physically, but spiritually and mentally as well. And I was not watching what kind of feed I was putting into my system. So I knew I was spiritually hungry, but it felt like it would be a little painful felt like it would be a little harder for me to reach for the correct spiritual feed. So instead, I just started feeding myself with whatever, read whatever, watched whatever. And that's what I was feeding on for a while. Not only did it make me mentally and spiritually worse and unhealthy and unhappy, um, it left me so full of that, that I was exhausted mentally and emotionally and spiritually. And so, hey, but at least I was full, right? And then I didn't feel that hunger pain. Mm, not a good place to be. Hunger pains, not so bad. It keeps you striving for as long as you reach for the right thing. Okay, so I remember one thing Thanksgiving that my son was so excited to have Thanksgiving dinner. And of course, The pumpkin pie because he made the pumpkin pies. He was so proud of himself, and we were too. But he did a great job. Probably the best pumpkin pie I've ever truthfully had. Don't tell him that. Um, I like to pretend that mine are the best, but really his are. And and some someone coming over for Thanksgiving dinner, uh, as a guest, brought an appetizer, which was completely unnecessary. Although it was very nice. I mean, hello. We were going to eat a huge turkey dinner with all the fixings. Plus we had a whole array of pies and cakes for dessert, but it was nice of them. So we set out the appetizer tray a little bit before dinner. It had barbecue wings and cream cheese pinwheels on it. So my son was thrilled and he'd been waiting all day to eat because he said he was saving up room for the turkey dinner. But then he saw the appetizers. He couldn't wait any longer. I warned him not to eat too many or he'd get too full. He did not listen to me. Bite after bite, he stuffed his face. His 10-year-old brain didn't want to tell him to stop. And even though I told him to stop, he would sneak around and get some more. So the next thing I'd know, I'd come around the corner and he'd pop another appetizer in his mouth, thinking he was sneaking them. Uh, He had God knows how many of these appetizers by the time we were ready to eat dinner. So when we sat down to eat, he was half full of junk already. Yeah, the appetizer food was mighty good tasting, but compared to a wonderful turkey dinner and all the delicious fixings that he'd been waiting for, the appetizers were junk. And by the time dessert rolled around, he couldn't eat another bite. He tried, he put a huge piece of pie on his plate and then he just stared at it. He ended up not being able to eat that piece of pie till the next day. All because he was hungry, But he didn't want to do the work to wait for the really good stuff. So he stuffed himself with whatever was in front of him with the, um, oh, tastes great, but not so good for you junk. (laughs) That's what he did. That's what he stuffed himself with. Then he felt too full from that junk to fill himself up with all the good stuff. I think I know we're often like that holiday or no holiday, 10 year olds old or 40 or 50 year olds, right? We feel hungry. And oftentimes we feel hungry for God. Uh, We we're hungry for his prompting, his word, his presence, his direction, and even his conviction and admonishment sometimes. But instead of doing the work it takes to stop, to sit in his presence, to listen, to soak in whatever it is he's trying to tell us, to study his word and wait for his guidance, to pray and pray some more and learn what it's like to truly be fed by what God has for us we fill ourselves with other things instead. We don't want to feel hunger pains. It's a very human thing. And we don't want anyone to know we're starving ourselves of anything either, right? We live in a world of we want more. Look at me, I have more than enough and I have more than you do and mine is better than yours. And it's sadly all too natural for us as human beings to want to look full, to look like we're filled up, like we're whole, like we're strong even when we aren't spiritually filled up and we aren't strong. So all this brings me back to feeding. What about your feed? Are you on social media? Do you stream television, TV shows? What magazine subscriptions do you get or magazines do you go buy? What newspapers do you get? What do you choose to tune into on the radio? What do you choose to tune in on social media to like, to follow, to read, to seek out? What and who do you let feed you? And are you letting what you choose uh, feed you because you're hungry but don't want to take the time to let things of God feed you? Are you accepting easy access, quick fix, junk food in place of eternal, spiritually significant, fulfilling feed? Or are you just in a place where you want to be entertained, you want to zone out, not do the spiritual work, or maybe even it comes down to the fact that you don't want to have to worry about being convicted of where you need to grow and change. So you're kind of pushing away all of the good stuff. After this whole feed revelation in my life, I went back through my Instagram and Facebook feeds, which I did a few years ago as well, just to see what I've been letting soak into me. What what have I been consuming? Well, most of it is gardening information, home improvement, art, Christian music, and funny dog videos. Wow, I love those funny dog videos. But it's the other things I saw in my feed that social media mark says, because you viewed this, that bothered me. So have you ever noticed how social media and streaming services try to entice you to watch something else? Let's say you watch a movie about World War II on Netflix or Amazon. The next time that you pull up those streaming services, you'll see a tab or a section that says something like, because you watched such and such World War II movie, here are some others we thought you'd enjoy. Same thing with Instagram and Facebook, only they're a bit more covert about it on social media, right? If you frequently click on a particular topic though, or category, or you search for something, um, it, or something even in your Instagram account, like financial news, it will start placing more financial news in your feed. So if anyone were to click into my personal Instagram feed, they'd be able to see what kind of things I've been feeding myself with. And as I went out there to check it out, I realized that I spend too many times, too much time looking at things that would be considered entertainment news. Now, I normally don't keep up with any entertainment industry news. This is where I was last year for a few months, though. I, I just don't really care about what which celebra- celebrity had a, a fit on a set and which person in Hollywood makes more money than the other and who had plastic surgery, whose butt is bigger than someone else's and who fathered a child by another baby mama, whatever. I do not hunger for that. <laughs> But I do watch some political commentaries and world news. And because real news, fake news, and entertainment news are now all meshed together in the same thing, there seems to be no difference between any of them. It all comes up in my feed. And it's very tempting to feed myself with it. I see something, I might want to click on it. And it's really tempting to allow the hunger I have inside to be quenched by that. Albeit temporarily, I can still be quenched by it. For a short period of time, by all that junk, by a feed system instituted to feed us enticing mental junk food that causes us to go back for more and more and more because it feeds us something our brains say is great, yet it only sustains us for about a minute and a half. And then we feel we have to go back for more because that minute and a half wasn't enough. And that's what I had been doing last year for a little while. It drew me five minutes in 15 minutes. And then boom, before I would know it, I would have let myself feed on junk for over an hour. It's horrible. It would it was getting to the point where it was making me depressed. And I had to make a change, which I did. And I'm I'm thankfully I did. But every now and then I have to go back through my feed and remind myself what I need to avoid and what I need to stop. My husband and I have, have instituted just being online. Now he's not on social media. It doesn't have anything to do with it. But he will read things online, he will search online, he will play a little game online, all on his phone. And so we have instituted a rule where we actually set aside a certain amount of time. And that's it. 30 minutes, boom, done. If I can't do it all in 30 minutes, if I can't read all the headlines in 30 minutes then I want to read, I'm going to have to wait till tomorrow. So that's just how it goes so that we don't get caught up in it. So I don't know about you, but I want my hunger pains to go away because I feed myself with something that actually sustains me. That's healthy for me, not junk of this world. And I don't want to be manipulated into thinking that I can only get fed through social media and streaming services. I don't want the quick fix junk food all day, every day. I truly want the manna from heaven, the things of God that he blessed us with, uh, that we get to partake of like his word and fellowship with other people, real people, not people behind a screen, Uh, the presence of his Holy Spirit, his guidance and grace and love and all the life lessons that come with it, including this life lesson that we need to weed that feed. Yeah, just do it. Go through your feed, your streaming services, all your social media accounts, and maybe even your contact list in your phone. Think about it. Pray about it. And take the time to weed out the life-sucking, time-eating, quick-fix junk that comes your way. Unlike, unfollow, delete, and block the things and people, and people, by the way, that tempt you to feed yourself with junk and keep hitting you up to do it. So if you have somebody in your life that is leading you in the direction you should not go, get rid of them out of your contact list. Get rid of the people who pull you into ungodly drama, who poke at you and hurt you, who make you think you're not enough. You're not good enough. You're not loved enough. Clean out the bookmark posts that were, you know, fleeting favorites Half of which you probably didn't even remember why you saved it in the first place. If you went back and looked at it or why it was so great in the first place, unless it was a funny dog video, then you got to keep it. Cause I'm just saying we need a chuckle every now and then. All right. So, but weed that feed and tell yourself that you deserve better. You know, you, you deserve the good stuff, the great stuff, the stuff that comes from Jesus Take the time to rip out the weeds in your feed that are trying to take over the good seeds that God is planting through the inspirational posts and the biblical messages, the sweet messages and notes and text messages from other people who love you and the funny jokes that you share with them and that they share with you. Keep that stuff, but take time to rip out the other stuff. In the Bible, Luke tells us about the prodigal son. He left his father to do his own thing and follow his own way. He he wanted his own life his way, not his father's way. And he ended up in desperate situations, squandering his inheritance that he demanded he get before he leave. We can be like that, though we don't have to be. The son ended up starving. He was just he didn't starve to death, but he was so hungry that he was willing to eat pig slop in a pen with pigs just so he could get rid of his hunger pains and survive. Are you feeding yourself with pig slop? I have before for a while last year. I chose slop over spiritual freshness and manna and good spiritual feed from God. Thankfully I listened to God's call and decided to go back to to the Father and just say, Hey, I'm sorry. Help me to have the self-control to, to wait for what you want to feed me, to seek out what you want to feed me with, to just be fed from you, Lord, like I should. So have you come away from God ignoring him because you don't like what he's been telling you? That could be as well. A lot of times we're hungry, but we don't like what God wants to feed us in the moment. We don't like where he's guiding us and directing us, right? Sometimes it's hard to swallow God's path. Uh, he wants me to be patient. Are you kidding me? Is that what he wants me to do? I'm not, I'm not up for that. I don't want to be fed with that kind of word of knowledge or, or conviction put on my heart. He wants me to wait. He wants me to stay where I don't want to stay. He wants me to go where I don't want to go. He wants me to go, what, where? Uh-uh. I'm not going there. He wants me to read his word every single day and go to Bible study. Um, yeah, I don't have time for that, right? I think I'll film myself. With something else, so I don't feel so hungry, and then it'll be all right. It'll feel better. But then it doesn't feel better. It ends up feeling worse. We end up starving. Junk never feeds us what we truly need, so we end up weak. We end up unfulfilled, feeling like we're dying inside. So much so that we're willing to feed ourselves with anything at that point just to make the pains go away, even pig slop. Some people feel guilty running back to the father for a big luscious meal, you know, on uh, when they've already ignored him and pushed him out. Some people just seek him again and again. The prodigal son went back to the father because he was starving. Think about that. And God is there ready with his arms open for you. Either way, even if your heart is originally in it for the wrong reasons, if you just go to him because you're hungry and you need to be filled and you don't know what to do and you're upset, you feel like you're dying and you're scared and you feel desperate. He is still waiting there for you. You don't have to just go to him feeling like you're righteous and you're walking in the right path and Lord, I'm just going to get rid of this or I'm just going to cut down my social media to half an hour a day so that I'm not feeding on the wrong things. And I feel good and, all of the good stuff that you want to say to yourself in your head. You may not have enough energy and strength for that spiritually. You may be addicted to that social media. You, you may be addicted to the junk that whatever you're feeding yourself with. There's so many platforms out there. There's so much junk news and fake news and junk uh, things that we read and people we shouldn't be around that lead us down paths that we shouldn't go. And maybe you don't have enough strength and self-control. But if you go to God, even in desperation, he will take you back. He will open his arms. He will help you if you just cry out to him. He'll give you the strength to turn your back away from the junk food that you should not be feeding yourself with. So, my friends, my question is, are you starving for something? Attention, validation, praise, attention to... Um, attention to to yourself, not just to the people around you. You know what I mean? Sometimes we're in a place where we get attention because of our position. We get some attention because of our title. We get some attention because we're uh, a a mom or so-and-so's spouse or, um, you know, we work for certain people, but we inside, we, who we are as an individual, Don't get attention that we need on a personal level. So sometimes we're starving for that. We're starving for belonging, for self-worth, guidance, connection, wisdom, sustaining words from God, recognition, fulfillment, enjoyment. Sometimes we're starving for an altered reality so we can check out of the one we're in. And a release from the harshness of life. Or maybe you're hungry to see something harsher to make your own life seem better. Hmm. I think we have some people in this world addicted to that. They want to see some, something worse than their own life because it makes them feel better about the pit and the pig slop they're sitting in. Maybe you're hungry for escape and justification for feeding yourself whatever your weak appetite wants you to have. Or maybe you think you're no different than everyone else. You say, well, at least I'm not as bad as so-and-so. Or it could be worse or maybe you feel better telling yourself I'm not as sinful as she is or he is. I'm not as messed up as they are. Make no mistake about it. You can get fed in your feed. You can get fed by the wrong people. Whatever clever name it is that they call the junk you're being fed, whatever app, whatever device, Whatever so-called friend it is, it can help fill you up, but it will always still be junk and you'll continue to feel hungry and continue to hurt unless you weed that feed. I challenge you today to remember what it says in Matthew 5, 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. And Matthew 4, 4 says, man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. That tells us right there that we can fill ourselves up with other things, but we cannot live on them alone. So it's not wrong to enjoy some social media or some streaming or uh, to, to enjoy being around certain people. But we cannot fill up on them alone. In the New and Old Testament, we are reminded that spiritual food and heavenly manna or bread from heaven are available to us. Jesus even likened himself, his body, to being the bread and his blood to being the wine. Because he knows that all human life is sustained by what we are fed. And Isaiah 55, 2 tells us, You know, it cautions us actually not to spend our money and time on things that won't truly satisfy us, but instead to delight ourselves in true abundance and feed on what is good. It says, why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and delight yourself in abundance. It's talking about God. So my hope and prayer is that you will be ever more careful and cautious and discerning when it comes to feeding your eyes, your mind, your spirit in doing so. I pray that your thirst and hunger is for the things of God, things that are far more removed from the worldliness of this age we live in, and that it will increase to the point that nothing else will satisfy you. Like the love of God does like his word and prayer and worship and fellowship in his name does. And A lot of this came just really even more to the forefront for me this past week because we went to a revival, a spontaneous revival that sprung up here in Kentucky. It's in Wilmore, Kentucky at Asbury University. It's a seminary and a university. And on a Wednesday chapel, some students just started after chapel leading spontaneous prayer and worshiping. And people just started to be drawn to it, other students. And the worship and the prayer and the testimonies continued. And they continued on for 24 hours and then 48 hours and then 72 hours. And as of right now, they are now in their ninth day, ninth day, tenth day of 24 hours every day praise, and worship, and people have flocked as they they knew. They didn't advertise it. The campus um, decided and the college decided that they were not going to advertise this, but people who were there were posting testimony about it on social media, and that's how it got out that this was going on. Um, Other universities brought loads of buses from around the country to be a part of the revival for even just a little while from other states. And they were there over the weekend and now they've gone back and there's three other universities that are now also in the middle of spontaneous revivals on their campus because they came and they went back and they took that spirit of what was going on. They allowed the Holy Spirit to, to lead them. And so we went and we were witness to that. Uh, for just a few hours to go worship, and it was amazing. And and one thing that it really struck me is that they, they didn't mind people taking pictures and video, and and so that they could be a witness to other people and say, hey, this is real. There aren't professional mu- musicians up there. There's not a professional speaker. There's no preachers. There's no pastors. These are it's all student led, led, and it has stayed student led the entire time and you may go and sit and there'll be music and there'll be singing prayer and it'll lull but everyone just sits in the presence and they're meeting each other and they're telling each other stories and they're witnessing to each other and it was amazing we met people from all over the country and people from Canada and uh, now there's people flying in from all over the world to be a part of this revival and do you know why and we felt it when we were there. They're doing it because they're longing for all of these things that are not of the world. They're longing to have this connection and this fellowship. And it doesn't matter what color you are, how old you are, if you have an ability or a disability, it doesn't matter what denomination you are. It doesn't even matter if you're a Christian or not. They want, to, they want you there. They want you to come be a part of it. You get to sit next to people from all over the world who just are there because they're hungry. They want to be fed with the Holy Spirit. They want to be fed with true worship that's not rehearsed and on a stage and creating a show with an audience that someone's selling tickets to. Not that any of that is necessarily bad. But they just want true, honest, authentic connection in a place where it's being had. We're in a place where the Holy Spirit is just pouring out. So much so that they went from 250 to 500 to 3,000 to 7,000 to almost 10,000 a night coming to this campus, overflowing every chapel, every sanctuary they have in this little tiny town. There are more people attending the the revival uh, on a daily basis than there is a population in this little town of Wilmore, Kentucky. That, my friends, is what hunger and thirst for true connection with the Lord is. I'm praying that it sweeps across the globe. That is my prayer. I have high expectations, whether in big ways or small ways. There were people of every gender, every thought, every race, every everything around us. Everyone. We are just people. In a world that has been filled with so much torment and division and labels over the last few years. It was a huge blessing to just sit in a place where none of that mattered. We're all just God's children. No matter who we are, what we look like, how much money we have, what kind of title we have, what our age was, what the color of our skin was, what what denomination we labeled ourselves or didn't label ourselves. We're all just God's children. And that's why people are coming to this revival is because they're hungry for what God has for them. They're hungry to know that they're not alone. They're hungry to know the true love of Jesus Christ and the love from a brother and sister in Christ and that we're all the same. So that really prompted me to to share this with you today. That wasn't about social media. It's not about advertising. It's not about putting on a show. It's not about who's greater than who and what our differences are. It was all about the focus of love being poured out, love from Jesus Christ and love for each other. So I hope and pray that if you hear this and you have an opportunity and the revival is still spontaneously going on, that you're able to make it not sure what I'm talking about, do go out on social media for a minute for that little bit of your 30 minutes a day or however long you allow yourself and just put out their hashtag Asbury University or Asbury Revival, you'll find it. And what you'll see is a massive amount of people who are hungry, who want to be fed by God. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Woman Inspired Podcast. Until next time, I pray that you have grace and peace.